Hello and welcome back to the Dungeons and Dragons Podcast UK. My name is Yasmin and I will be the DM. Hi, my name is Samantha. I play Laura Greyvale and she is a sorceress from the province of Navalia. Hello, I'm Colin and I play Quin de Greymont, a paladin from Florban in the province of Gavany. Hi, I'm Ryan. I play Ogvar Shawfort, a goat herding, mushroom seeking ranger from Keswick. Hi, I'm Rick, and I play Otto, a spring sage from Hanwyr, sworn to the land, wandering the plain and setting wrongs to right with Xersine companion Bojo. Welcome to all you amazing listeners out there. Just a quick heads up for those that might like a sneak peek into some of the random shit that goes on behind the scenes. You know, stuff that often gets cut from the pod? Well, this week we had a particularly amusing moment that blossomed from some of our DM's more descriptive phraseology. And as such, we have a little extra something for you to have a laugh at with us, or perhaps at Yasmin's expense. So why not stick around at the end of the pod and listen in? Having found a wand, some weaponry and some other wondrous arcane accoutrements on board the boat, the team made a bid to bypass any further fighting as they grabbed the loot and attempted to expediently leave the area. However, Kuin just could not help himself, and now in a menacing mood, he had no wish to offer mercy to this denizen of the deep. With an overriding urge to erase it from its watery existence, his impetuousness was to be his undoing, as, in close quarters to his quarry, the tables turned in cruel fashion. And as unconsciousness enveloped him in her dark embrace, he was unable to be rueful of his rashness. Panic ran through the party, like a politician through a field of wheat. Slight British reference there, as everyone felt a tidal wave of desperation wash over them. Watching a loved one get lapped up like a liquid lunch, it turns out, was not a pleasant party activity. The artesian inky black arrow Ogvar had acquired from Stonewell was plied into action, and dialing down on his druidic nature, Otto opted to increase his appendages in an effort to take the terror to task on equal terms. Episode 123, Pavement Pizza Paladin. Okay, so for for the witnesses in the room, i.e. Ogvar and Alora, you see um, Otto start cursing. So, So start off, some squids appear and they dance around quite merrily. Otto starts cursing. Next thing you know, your glowing druidic friend uh, suddenly turns. Uh, are, you, are you a pink octopus? What colour octopus are you? Today? 
can I can I go like for a blue ring octopus and just pray that that has some effect? <laughs> yeah, okay. A so giant you, one. you see your you see your friend almost uh, his foremost collapse in on itself, collapses in on itself, and then balloons out into this giant jelly jelly textured orange octopus covered with blue rings um, with squirming arms uh, which begins to move up towards this dragon eel and you can hear his suckers kind of plapping across the surface it's a new word we're going to go with it oh. plapping it's a word okay so next up is Kewin you are going to make me another death saving though and you are going to succeed Three. Three. Yep. That's one each. Okay. Right. Okay. One. One piece. It's. it's you won. You won that twenty away from <laughs> salvation. <laughs> or won that one. <laughs> yeah. You look at the positives. <laughs> okay. Ogvar, you're up next. Right. Um. Uh, Ogvar will look and see um, that there is now a, an octopus. Going in for a, an attack, so I'll probably uh, take the initiative to go all out and do some damage now as well. So he will move in a bit closer and just have a shot at, uh, yeah, at him. Would I by any chance have now okay. flanking if there is an octopus on its way? Fuck it, you can have flanking, yeah. Yay! There's an octopus in the way, you can have it. It's got eight limbs, there's enough distraction there. Oh, not 20! <laughs> Nat 20, yes! Yes! Good man. <laughs> okay, okay, excellent. Um, yeah, so what you're going to do, first of all, is you're going to roll to confirm the critical. Ah, uh, yeah, that bit. I'm having a biscuit. You're going to roll to confirm the critical, and it's you are a... going to roll another nat 20. Oh, it's a God. tense moment. I'm having a Twix. <laughs> oh. Okay, come on. Be a good one. Oh, it's not terrible. With flanking, what's 16 plus 17? Is that, that's lots. 33. <laughs> Yes! <laughs> you beauty, yes! Okay, you've confirmed the critical. Good. So, He's done uh, a thing. you will <clears throat> do your max damage and then you will do a further rolled damage. Okay, so with Skirmish, that's 3d6 plus a d8. Um, so, do I get all of those maxed? Just the weapon damage. So, you will get a full, full d8, so you'll get 8 plus your modifier. 1. That's so nine. we get nine points, and then roll that D8 and roll your skirmish damage. Okay, uh, eight, eleven, seventeen plus the one. Eighteen, 18 plus eight. nine. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Nice. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, Ogvar, you release this arrow. Yes. This arrow is fucking beautiful, right? <laughs> <laughs> it flies through the air, landing plumb in this hole that Elora put in its side with the sound lance she threw at it. The arrow buries deep. You can barely see the fletching poking out of its body, and it sinks in. You now have a, with that amount of damage... 25% chance for it to throw up Q in. Oh, so, okay. give me that give me that 25% okay. block. Come on, you foul amphibious beast. Let go of my friend. Ooh. Okay. Uh, 
Did you want me to give you the increment first? <laughs> I got all excited. I got all excited. I got all excited. No, that way's better. Roll it and then tell her. Oh, I'm overstimulated. Brilliant. <laughs> awesome. Oh, right. Uh, so we got to go for a 25, have we? Pick your 25. Yeah, 25 to 50. Cue in, stop eating those right. biscuits. You're making yourself batter. It won't throw you up so easily. Uh, nah, 72. Oh. Oh. Not good. Bad luck. Bad luck. Okay, no, but you've just dealt this absolute scream of the dab of damage, and it roars and hisses, and you hear this gra- like gravel rumbling sound from its throat again. Uh, up close, Otto, you can see it thrashing in pain, um, and you can also see like Cuid's form kind of uh, uh, up the throat. Um, and if, if I mean, roll me a spot check, Otto. Yeah. Okay. Uh, an eight plus sixteen, twenty-four. Okay, yeah, you actually see the tips of Q, like the soles of Kiwi's shoes as it's got its mouth open growling and, and like kind of. <laughs> you, you see Kiwi's shoes kind of just appear and then disappear and appear and disappear <laughs> up the throat. <laughs> okay, so next up is the creature, the dragon eel. The dragon eel is going to lumber forwards, I'm going to say, it's going to lumber forwards 20 foot, it's probably going to meet you now, Otto. Yep. Uh, seeing as you've moved up to meet it. So it's going to meet you in the middle and it is going to attempt to bite you now in your giant octopus octopus form. Yep. So with an 11 plus a 21 for 32 to hit. That's going to (coughs) hit. That's going to hurt. Okay. So we're going to roll the 4d8 points of damage. Which is going to be a seventeen plus seventeen plus twelve twenty nine points of damage to you, Otto, as it takes a decent chunk out of your squidgy, gelatinous type form, um, and it is definitely going to sting. I imagine your little, or your little, your tentacles will start curling up in pain and writhing around without much of your control here mm-hmm. um, and it is then going to grapple you uh, so make me a grapple check please which should be pretty good as an octopus yeah, you'd it's hope. pretty good yeah you'd hope so okay one second okay so an 11 <laughs> plus ah where is it I can't see it on there. One second. <laughs> I well, grapple on the. Think about that. Was oh, how do we calculate the, the grapple the thing again? Sorry. It's I think it's twenty sheet. It's yeah. B A B plus strength plus size plus misc. I think it's gonna be a twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah. What? I mean, it's good, but it's not as good as a thirty nine. <laughs> Oh, you didn't care what I had. <laughs> uh, no, I genuinely did, because I thought there might be a slim chance. <laughs> actually, this is actually going to plan. Is it's it? going to plan. I like that. Okay. It's not going to plan on my end, if you didn't guess. This is going to plan. <laughs> okay. So, so did he... that's the... Did you grapple him? Yes. 
Yes, so it's it's now got hold of, of Otto in his giant octopus form. There's a lot of him to grab, so it's, it's having a bit of a struggle, but it's got hold of him. Um, okay, so next up is Alora. Alora is going with yet another sound lance. I mean, she's seen the last two hit, it's had some effect. She's desperate to get this thing to just throw up and <coughs> let go of her mates. So she's just I'd... screaming and she's going to cast another sound lance. So it's a 17 fort save. Okay, so with a 28 on the fort save, that's definitely going to save that. Right. 9d8 coming up. Um, eight, eight, sixteen, twenty-two, twenty-seven, twenty-nine, thirty-four. That's forty points half. That's twenty points of damage. She's she's just desperate. It's good. It's good. Okay, Elora. Yes. Describe it. she's hopping from foot to foot she's just screaming at this goddamn thing um repeatedly just screaming at it um sonus fluctus sonus fluctus let go let go and she just flings this kind of wave through the air at this thing thinking one of these times this has to work, it has to work. Um, and then she sees, I don't know what she sees. You describe it. So, as your final sound lance pierces the hide of this creature, again, you're, you've hit the same side, this right-hand side. The scene in front of you, you have this eel dragon, uh, dragon eel, eel dra- dragon eel. Uh, which is thrashing around, battling with an octopus, which it's it's got like a death hold on. The octopus is trying to slap it around the face with its suckers going plap, plap, plap. Um, you release this. You release this sound lance. And it it strikes into, this, into the side of this dragon eel. And you see the possibly one of the most glorious sights you've, you've seen to date as the sound lance explodes in the middle of this creature, ripping it clean in half. Its jaws release Otto, who goes flying as part of the explosion. And you see the bedraggled, sodden, and alarmingly dead-looking body of Kewin come flying out of its gob, landing on the plant crust around. You have killed it. Very much so. Good. <laughs> She's so. just screaming, thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God! <coughs> oh my God, Kieran, Otto, oh! So, That's it, she's just kind of a bit hysterical now. Okay, so we will stay in combat order, seeing as Kieran is still making death-saving throws. Otto, <laughs> you have just been released from this, uh, from the Dragon Eel's grasp as it is violently exploded. Okay. Um, this is going to look a little strange, but it's going to have to try it anyway. It's going to take too long to change back into his normal form, so this octopus is going to squelch across the top, 
to where Kevin is laying prostrate next to the plap, body of plap, his plap, 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 plap. <laughs> plap might be the wrong word. Yeah, um, yes. <laughs> and um, he's going to attempt, while in this form, to offer first aid to stabilise oh. Kevin. <laughs> okay. Um, so you are going to do a heal check? Yeah, that's the plan, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm interested to see how an octopus does CPR, but... Uh, the clapping probably comes into it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, dear. Oh, who came up with that word? <laughs> I don't I know, don't but the know. fact is it's in the Urban Dictionary. It's scary. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is, is it? Uh, oh yeah. dear! I, I don't. She hasn't checked that one out I've, yet. No, she hasn't. Has she? I'm not. I'm not going. <laughs> I'm not going to check now. I think, I think you need to. I think you might, you I'm going to remain in blissful ignorance. Recent life choices. <laughs> <laughs> I'm clapping. I'm going to remain innocent. Uh. <laughs> oh dear. We definitely we will have to put an unclean and explicit yeah. thing out on this podcast. I wouldn't search it on your phone, Colin. <laughs> no. <laughs> what <Why> not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> it was an interesting cho- descriptive word there from you. Yes. <laughs> well, I've used that word for years when describing octopuses, so I'm. I'm She's, she's, going, she's going with it. Oh dear. I'm going with it. I'm I'm not going to look it up because I, I don't want that level of trauma. <laughs> Plapping, to be playing. Oh. Don't do it. Playing and napping is one version. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's a, Let's leave it at that. Let's leave it at that. the others. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> That's it. So, He's in one world, you're definitely he, not is dead. In the other one, the rest of us are dying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think we broke the DM. Moving on. Moving on. I'm. I'm. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Heel check. You're doing a heel check, yeah? Yes. If that's okay. <laughs> Okay, so, um, oh god. First aid, so you need to make the DC of 15. Okay, well, let's. To stabilise him. I normally have a plus 10 on this check, so I'm going to. You're going to see these tentacles coming down and a bit of a rhythm on his chest and let's try and keep him alive. Okay. And I rolled a. 11, so 21. Okay, amazing. Yes, so Kewin is stabilised. He is no longer dying. So, Kewin, you are no longer dying. You can take off your death saves. You can take off your... um, So you can clear those down. You are currently sat at zero HP. You are no longer dying. However, you are still unconscious. So, Otto, what are you doing? First thing I'm going to do is wave goodbye to my little squid friends who can maybe come and help another day. Um, okay. Should briefly look down at the prostrate form of Kewin and make sure that he's actually now breathing a little bit more easily, and just just flap a little bit, uh, flap the tentacles a little bit in the direction of our other companions and see if they can c- come over. I'm reluctant to move out of this form at the moment in case it's of use in this environment. Okay. 
Okay, excellent. So, um, Okvar and Elora, you both see this giant blooming octopus, which was formerly your small wizened Otto, um, waving at you. Elora's going to um, sort of unfreeze her position, um, where she had been frozen in fear and panic. Um, she is going to plod back over as quickly as possible um, to where Kewin is prone. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ogvor. Um I, I I don't know how he's got a belt of healing. I don't know how this works. I I I, I don't think I've got much that I can I can help. I can't. Hold on. I'm on the way across. I'll uh, swing his his bag off and start rummaging through, seeing what he's he's got about. Um, how is Kewin looking? Is he like? Is he conscious? Is he like? What's going on? Oh, he is very clearly, like, flat out on the floor. Um, I mean, you saw Otto, you know, I, octopi, octopi don't run, so I, I can't really describe the motion. I'm not going to use that word again, because I refuse to now. What word's that? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that was rude. That's the, that's that the point. that one finger or two? doesn't really matter <laughs> the meaning's the same um yeah. so i guess otto you've you've kind of you, you've kind of seen otto wiggle kind of it's this kind of wiggling rolling motion he's got eight legs he uses them okay he gets over to queue in pretty quickly uh, and then proceeds to do some kind of form of octopus cpr you know it's it's this kind of you're not really sure what, there's a lot of tentacles involved you're not really sure what's gone on. However, Otto's now waving at you, and you can see that Kewin's chest is rising and falling. That's good. That's good. <laughs> uh, Ogvar will take out of his bag a potion of cure light wounds. Okay, excellent. Because that's, that's all we've got. Unless... Oh, I can't use my... Oh no, question for the DM. Is my... Um, oh, is it nature's um, nature's gift, nature's bounty? One d12 of healing per day. Is that only on myself, or can I apply that to somebody else? That is only on yourself. Okay, no worries. I will just stay with the potion of cure light wounds, then, please. Okay, so you're you're gonna hot foot it over to uh, Kewin, who is plastered out on the plant life, um, and you're okay. gonna tip this potion of cure like wounds into his mouth um so potion acts as a spell yep. so roll yeah it'll be 1d8 points of damage plus one 1d8 healing i hope not damage yes <laughs> yeah you you heal 1d8 just make sure before i rolled it like <laughs> look at it this way you're damaging okay. the damage it's an it's a double negative oh okay i've rolled well i've rolled a seven Ooh. Nice. Okay, so that's eight, eight points. points of eight points of healing, Not eight points of damage, eight points of healing, <laughs> eight points of damage to the damage. There we go. See, yeah. he gets it. Okay, so Kewin, you now come conscious. It's very blurry. It's very hazy. Your head is absolutely pounding, and all you can smell is kind of fish guts. It's, it's properly up your nose. It's this like very deep sinusy kind of smell. You can you can almost like taste it in your throat. Fish guts. Um, 
you are greeted by the sight of Ogvar, Elora, and for some reason a giant orange octopus with blue rings um, kind of crowding over you. Ogvar's holding a empty potion bottle and they're all just kind of peering down at you as you slowly come to consciousness. Uh, uh, I say, uh, 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 that doesn't seem to have been the best idea. Um, right, uh, ow, um, uh, why is there a great big octopus? Just gonna <laughs> stand in there. Just gonna reach across <laughs> and just give him a gentle little nudge, make sure he's, uh, he's not in too much pain. Yeah, you, you get poked uh, in the face by this kind of this big, thick, rubbery appendage. <laughs> Perhaps a couple of little of these little suckers kind of <laughs> across your face. Ah, uh, okay. Well, um, this has been rather strange. Um, it was uh, more than strange. It was reckless and quite Kieran, stupid. Kieran, she's going to. Have you got? Are you wearing breastplate or is it just chainmail? Just chainmail. She's going to take her hands. She's going to flap her cloak back which isn't going to flow it isn't going to flick out the way it's going to flap and then slap back at her because it's still soaking wet she's going to drop down to her knees and she's going to lean over Kuin and ho- grab hold of the front of his chainmail on 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 his breast at the point of his breast and she's going to haul him up so he's in a sitting position looking straight at him and um, she's make me say, a strength check he's a paladin He's big and he's wearing heavy armour. <laughs> Make me a strength check. Uh, strength check. Right, strength. Uh, uh, that's a 13 all in. Mm. Might break a nail. Yeah, it's, it, <laughs> you get in there, but you are sweating. <laughs> you, you're you're determined to complete this, hand? but you are like... What was that, Otto? Yeah, she's... She... I said, can I maybe lend a hand? Yeah, yeah. You, you probably see her struggling, kind of like getting him to the 45 degree point and she's properly, like the arms are trembling and, you know, you can see a bead of sweat rolling her head and you just very subtly get a tentacle and just kind of push you in from behind. Yeah. Making sure to stay above the waist. Kieran! <laughs> Kieran, what, what on earth were you thinking? She's almost got tears coming down her eyes because she she's really terrified that she was actually going to lose him. Um, you, you, you're no good to Everson if you did. You, you don't have to do this alone. You have us. That's why we're here. Look, Kieran, I, I, can't, I can't offer you any healing. I, I don't draw my powers from the divine. Uh, the, the only thing I, I can do right now is to try and, and help you. And she's going to reach, as she looks into his blue eyes, he's so dishevelled and he's got, she imagines that she, well, I would imagine that he's got like wisps of his blonde fringe just poking out from underneath his helm. And she's just going to, she's going to put, uh, hold on to the, the, the breast with, with the one hand. Um, obviously he's being supported by Otto um, f- from, from his back. And she's just going to release her grip on the chest, seeing as he's being propped up. And she's going to place her, her right hand open, spread open, so the palm is down 
actually on his chest over where his heart area would be and she's going to reach up with the left hand and she's just going to push one of his blonde fringe curls out of the way and with her thumb just wipe a smudge of dirt off his cheek and she's going to look at him and say to, to end a persona maxi and she said this she's gonna say this, this is all I can offer right now Kieran but I, I think you need some protection you need some help it's all I could do I'm sorry I can't do more and as she takes her right hand away there is an uh, a full palm print in a glowing blue uh, which is dark blue in the centre where the palm and, and, that, and the fingers would be and it's like, kind of like light blue around the edges and as she takes her hand away within a couple of seconds you can see that this handprint, this blue handprint which is kind of glowing sort of sinks almost through his chainmail and disappears um, and that will give Kuin um, a plus six to his AC for the next nine hours Nice. She is terrified that he is going to get hit by something again. Okay. And she's going to then just stand up and just move away, shaking her head. Okay. And being generally a little bit upset. Oh, Kieran's going to help. Oh, thank you. Don't worry. I know it was a bit hairy, but, you know, we're here. We survived. She's going to whip Bran. Hairy? You call that hairy? That was more than hairy. Kieran, you can't just do things like that. We rely on you. Okay. Right, hold on. Uh, well, I could use uh, one of these charges on my belt. Well, that would be a start, because I can't... I don't know how it works. Is it something I can use, Kieran, in this kind of situation? Uh there was no magic word. You just got to place it on you, I think. That's all I got off. Uh, would Would Laura know whether she could actually use this belt? No. Okay. She's just going to shrug. Yeah, that's all I got off Caddo's. Just put it on and yes, touch but, one of the Yes, but you guys draw... Draw your powers from a different. I don't oh. draw my powers from the divine. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll use I'll use one of the uh, moonstones now and see how it goes. Okay. So Colin's going to use one of the charges. Or well, Cuban is anyway. Oh uh, yeah, Cuban is. <laughs> well, Cuban and Colin, I think they're right. off. <laughs> <laughs> and well. Kieran's going to use it, but Colin's going to roll. Um, Go for it. And that's a seven and an eight. So that's 15. So that's 23. Nice. Okay, cool. It's a seven, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So. Um, and then, go on. Now I was going to say, how are you looking now? Um, I'm almost a third of my hit points, but then I'm going to go, oh, that, 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 that feels better. Uh, hold on. Uh, I know. And I'm just going to put my fingers in the centre of my head and go, 
And I'm going to heal myself for another eight. Sounds like he's having a tricky shit. I don't know about else. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah. As, as you kind of... The three of you crowded around him um, watch his wounds begin to... Uh, slowly knit back together. You can see that they're still, uh, that they're mostly scabbed over. Uh, you can tell the majority of the internal damage has been sorted. He still looks quite pale from blood loss, uh, but the the skin, the, the wounds, the visible wounds from there, these teeth, these kind of jagged teeth, have pierced his his sides. Um, they have closed over there a shiny rose pink, um, like puckered scar tissue. Um, semi-healed wounds and you can see they've got quite thick scabbing on it and the scabbing is clearly like um, it looks really crusty and yellow and, and just generally not very nice it, it's kind of that you can you can tell that these are not 100% healed but they are you know closed and he's no longer leaking and then I I'm sorry to have uh, you know uh, uh, got in like this but uh, I saw it pinned and you know it attacked you it attacked me and I thought I'm not having this I was terrified I mean I thought about getting my piece of chalk out and drawing round you well I didn't know that at the time I'm so stressed right now I I think in retrospect uh, one may need to uh, think for a change, rather than just act. Okay, Kieran. Just look. As long as you're okay, that's all that matters. My God, we were so worried about you. Uh-huh. Um. Right. I suppose we'd better get out of here then. <laughs> well, I did suggest doing that a little while ago, but you decided to have other thoughts. Uh, just a second, everybody. <laughs> um. Laura is going to move off onto one of the walkways um she's going to move off onto one of the walkways and she's going to slide her backpack off her back she's going to dump it on the floor with a bit of a splat and she's going to open it and then literally empty everything out of her backpack okay she's going to check through her stuff now this is going to require a dm ruling because obviously she wasn't in the water that long but she doesn't have a magically waterproof backpack so there are things that she has about her person um, and she doesn't know whether they are ruined okay so most most backpacks will be made of leather or certainly yours will be they'll be hardy durable packs they'll be made of leather Um, so you weren't in the water for very long um they're not watertight, obviously. Uh, however, you, you, you weren't in the soup for very long. So I'm going to roll a percentile would, here. Would, I was going to say, would you like to know what items I have in my backpack that would be potentially spoilable? Yeah, tell me what. Let's go through them one by one. Okay, cool. Uh, right. The first thing that she would have would be, Obviously, bedroll, water skin, and tent, they may have got wet, but they won't spoil. Yep. The things that she ha- has got that might spoil would be um, a piece of chalk, which would dry out, perhaps. Um, now, she's got a box of what she thought, when she bought them, 
were Tic Tacs because she wanted a nice little packet of minty chews. Um, but what she didn't realise until she's just pulled the box out and had a look, that actually what she purchased were not Tic Tacs, but they were Tac Tics. So she has no clue what they are or what they do. And she's not opened the box, but she's not sure whether they're in a cardboard... Are they in a cardboard box or a tin or...? No, they are in a... Um, it's, it's like a little wooden box with a slide lid on it. And when you slide Fine. the lid back, you can see there's like a single little hole and it slides back over. Um, so that that will be fine. There is no chance of that getting spoiled. Okay. The other items that she might feel that might have been spoiled, uh, there was a scroll of... There's one, two, three scrolls. There is a bag of flames. Right, okay, let's go one by one. One by one. Scrolls yeah. are magical. They're not going to be damaged. Yep. Bag of Flames okay. is also magical. Yep. Will not be damaged. Okay. And <clears throat> actually, I think that's it. I think it because she doesn't have a scroll case. So I wondered. I think it was the scrolls I was questioning. Yep. Okay. The one thing which is in there though is your book, Battling the Bond. Yes, I have. I have Battling the Bond and I also have a personal journal and I also have the notebook that Sophia Softblaze has, like the diary that I'm keeping. Right, okay, let's make a roll for these. Yeah, sure. Nope. Nope. No. Okay, so I based that off a top 10 percentile, so 90 to 100 would be that they are damaged ruined completely okay all three rolled low there might be some minor water damage you know a couple of marks on the leather cover you know one slightly soggy corner there is not enough to completely ruin the item okay that's cool thank you right that clears that up so she's she's going to be frantically going through her stuff seeing what's ruined and much to her relief she will she'll sigh she'll sigh in relief and satisfied that she came off fairly lightly she'll just gradually put all the stuff pile it all back in um to her backpack and replace her backpack on her back okay nice so what are you all doing i think i'll be exploring all of the far corners of the cave that we're in making sure that there's nothing else sneaking around to try and get us swim where i need to but obviously there's a lot of foliage under the water Okay, um, so how long does your plant growth spell last? Is it a permanent one? That's a permanent one. Okay, so yeah, you're able to pretty freely move around this cavern. You take an ex- like an explore round. Um, besides the hole that the monster was originally, that kind of this hole where the monster was originally occupying, there were no breaches in this plant crust. Um, you can't find anything in this room. Um, obviously, you probably investigate the ship a bit. It's, you know, Alora's taken everything of value from there already. Um, and you you obviously reach the opposite shore and you can see that it's the same kind of gravelly, gritty shoreline. Um, yeah, you can't really see much. There's there's not really a lot to see. Obviously there's big flicking lights, but they, they there's nothing really about them. They're, they're simply lighting the cavern in this kind of bluish-green, deep teal, flickering glow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I should just content myself with just patrolling a little bit while everyone else is picking up pieces. 
ensure that we're not going to get ambushed. Okay, so Qin, coming back to Qin, your armor is severely mangled. It will still do the job, just about. However, you will probably need to get it fixed at some point um, because it is not in a great state. So, what are you all doing? I take it you'll probably have a look around, a bit of an explore. But what are you doing at this point? Could Ogvar look to see whether his two useful arrows have survived? His slaying arrow and his sleep arrow. Yes, both arrows have survived. Brilliant. That will be his first and foremost uh, task, is to go and retrieve those and put them back in the fight quiver. Yeah, you are able to do that pretty easily. Laura will turn to Ogvar. Um, Ogvar, could you possibly help me? I, I had... The stuff that I found on the ship, I was trying to get it all off the ship, and then Kieran kind of ran off and it was left there. I can't carry it all because there's some heavy items there. Could you perhaps take some of it for me? Um, oh, I mean, there's a, there's a heavy steel shield. Um, oh, and there's some braces. There's some braces on there. I, I haven't really looked at them, but uh, I'm not sure whether they'd be useful for either you or or um, or Kieran. Maybe. I can take a look at them, yes, of course. Is there anything else you want me to take? Um, no. Uh, 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 well, there's, there, there is an extra shield. There's another shield. Actually, there's two shields there. Um, it's just those heavier items, the braces and the two shields. Everything else I can, I'll just go and gather up now. And uh, well, she, I think she'd gathered them up and she'd stuffed them into pockets. They would have also been in a backpack, but obviously not at the time she went in the water. So the other stuff would have been stuffed into a backpack. Okay. So it's just the two shields and the braces that she can't carry. Yes, so you're able to go and pick them up. You probably pop them in Orland to keep them safe. Um, did you have Orland yep. with you, or did you leave him with Esther? I think you took him with you, didn't you? I think, yeah, I think he's with me, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. That's, yeah, cool. that's where we got the ladder. Correct, yes. Okay. So, yeah, you, you, you're able to pick up all the bits and store them away, stow them away. Easy peasy. Okay, yeah. So, uh Question for the DM: Would the braces of archery lesser stack with gloves of agile striking, or is that a, both using the same slot on the body? They're both using the same slot on the body. Okay, no problem. <coughs> and so, yeah, I'd, I'd say into wall and then if nothing fits. Yeah, I'd say if you put the gloves over the top of each other, which you could do, you will risk losing some accuracy on your attack. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, pop them all in all, and then. Excuse me, all in it. So, bit of a bit of a tall request here, but I've got two shields and a set of braces. Would you uh, be able to find space to accommodate them at all? All right, boss. Here we go. Just watch my stitching, and he opens up, and you can see he opens up to kind of full stretch. And you might have to like uh, before you do that, Ogfar. What? Before you do that, Ogfar. Um, if you're going to put stuff in Orland, um. You had some delicate items in Orland, didn't you? Didn't you put some stuff in? Is that the sort of thing that would get broken, or, or, or...? I don't know. I assumed he had his own sort of internal filing system. Oh, I don't know. Perhaps you'd like to ask him. Well, the pastries haven't got crushed yet. Well, I know, but there's nothing else really in him. Hmm. Hmm. How, how do some... things like this work, and then they go... When they get popped in there, Orland, how does it work? Uh, don't really know. It just does. How do your so guts it's work? It's quite safe to put in there. 
don't know, they turn upside down when I get scared normally, but that's about it. Exactly. You don't know, I don't know. Who knows? I just know that I, okay. t- I take things and I keep them safe. That's just how I roll. Well, I don't roll because my bag ain't. I don't really roll, but that's just how I hack. Okay, no problem. It's, uh, as long as you're quite happy to take them with you. And uh, I think uh, we'll uh, continue to uh, just not know how he works then, Laura, I think. Best way. Oh, okay. It was just a thought. We don't really want to take him apart and figure it out. It oh, seem right. no. We're, we're too busy building bits onto him. Don't want to take him apart. Far too, val- member, far too valuable member of the team. Well, he's very valuable now. He's wearing those two emeralds. So what are you what are you guys doing? You've you've stowed stuff away, you've patrolled round, queuing you are getting your bearings back. Um, possibly are you, are you deciding to try and wash the fish gut smell off of you? Are you taking a bit of a splash or are you just kind of chilling with it? No, yeah, I'll, I'll splash a bit of water on me to see if I can get rid of it. Um. Okay. Otto? He can't speak to me, can he? We're here again. Um, does anybody know how long he's going to be, like, flip-flapping around, like, with all those arms? No, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. I, I think he might be able to turn back when he pleases, but um, maybe he's quite happy like that at the moment. Oh. Otto will sort of draw up his tentacles quite close and try to balance himself on like a gentle curve each one holding up each of the tentacles and sort of try and mime the number eight and then he'll give up trying at that point uh, yeah I'm going to say I'm, I'm going to say make me a performance check there yeah I was afraid oh. of that <laughs> hmm my best skill I'll have you know uh, um that may be a lie. Uh, four plus five is a nine. <laughs> <coughs> I'm waggling. Yeah, he's he's vaguely wiggling. It's it's not really making much sense, but he's he's wiggling. Well, I would say let's just leave the area. But is he going to be able to? Is he going to be able to come with us? I mean, look at him. Um, at this point, ah. he. he understand you perfectly so he's going to lift up a, a tentacle and just make a, a flapping up and down motion <laughs> Alora's just going to wave back in response I think he's waving at us guys oh, I can't leave him well what do you expect me to do with well, him well, it, you, you never know he might be able to fit through various areas you know octopuses go here there and everywhere he'll Otto's basically, he'll briefly deflate a little bit, looking slightly frustrated. And <laughs> it's almost like he looks up and you can almost feel the eyes rolling. Um, and he'll sort of collect himself and just start wriggling away in the direction of the exit for the cave. Okay. Uh, I, I suppose that means he's, uh, he says, follow him. Okay. Well, let him take the lead, then we'll follow him. Okay. Then go at his pace, I guess. So, Otto, you make your way across the... I will mention here that you have all just seen him very perfectly, you know, make a patrol around the perimeter of the cave. Um, 
so, so you have seen him, you know, get himself around. I will say that right now. Um, so Otto, you make your way towards this opposite gravel shore. You get there. Yep. Uh, you can see that it slopes up into... It, it's an upwards path and it slopes upwards. It, it's dimly lit. Mm-hmm. Um, I am still glowing. Thanks to my luminous armour. It's not dimly lit. It's, it's very brightly <laughs> lit, in fact. <laughs> okay. Um... How far down this passage can I see? About 60 um, feet. Yeah, it's, it's an upwards incline, so you can see about 30 foot up this incline, and then it plateaus out, so you can't see what's on the kind of the plateau. But you can definitely see that it angles upwards, and you can fully see this this cave. It's, it's throwing some funky shadows. Okay, I shall twist around, almost sort of wrapping himself around himself, and look at the others and perhaps notice they're not quite as close as he'd like so he'll motion with a tentacle just yep. waving them forwards once more and then continue to wriggle off in that direction okay yeah okay I suppose we should uh, follow the octopus then it's a very peculiar day okay and uh, we'll just stroll off across the uh, the plant growth and uh, to the other shore yeah, sure. So you you join the octopus, um, Otto. As you make your way, I'm assuming you're probably all going to follow Ogvar. Um, but Otto, as you make your way onto this plateau, you can see in front of you a large. Well, I say large. It's probably a bit wider and a bit taller than your average. A door, wooden door with a big old keyhole. Hmm. Is there like a doorknob or any other obvious mechanism for? Twisting or turning the door open? No, there is there is no obvious mechanism for opening this door. There is simply a large keyhole. It is almost the almost a comically large keyhole. Um, you could say that the key which is going to go in this slot is at least a couple of inches long. Then I shall try and compress myself into the corner, except for one very large tentacle. So I, when I'm looking around at the rest of the party, I shall just slam it into the door and with a frustration and just sulk for a little bit. Defeated yeah. by a lump of wood. Defeated by a lump of wood, yes, quite. Uh, so, Ogvar, Elora, Kewin, you're able to follow Otto up this passageway. You obviously reach the top, the plateau. You have to start, step over some tentacles, which are kind of spilling down the slope. Um, and you too, you see this, this giant glowing orange octopus smack the door in frustration. Uh, and you can all see this really large keyhole. Elora will move forward, have okay. a look at it. Can she see anything through the keyhole? Um, no. Seeing you okay. sort of trying to peer down through the keyhole, can I just tactically move myself behind her in order to try and gain some small amount of light through the keyhole for her? Yeah, you, you, can, you can try. Yeah, you can, you can definitely, you know, try and rearrange yourself to, to provide that a bit of extra light. But no, Laura, you can't see anything through the keyhole. Retreat. Could um, uh, is it locked, Laura, or is it just shut? I don't know. She's going to take a step back, a good few step backs, Be uh, steps you know back. Be careful! What to the last door you open. Yeah, she's going to take a good few steps back here, and I think she will cast Mage Hand and attempt to open the door. 
cow. Well, can the mage hand not... Oh, there's just a keyhole. There's no handle. There's no handle. Oh, okay, right. Well, okay, oh. I'll retcon that then. Sorry. My misunderstanding. Yeah, sorry. Um, uh, make a basic search check. Is there a key hanging anywhere? Is there, is there a doormat in front of it or anything obvious no there is neither a doormat or a plant pot or a key safe there is <laughs> you know you can't see anything this your, your giant not a suspiciously op- plastic looking rock no not a suspicious plastic <laughs> plastic looking rock either um okay your giant glowing octopus friend is providing an ample illumination that you can see that there is in fact no key in sight around here is there a doorbell no I know I can't communicate this to the others, but this does, does this door look suspiciously like those that we found barring our entrance to Jenrick's tower? Um, well, uh, make me a wisdom check, please. Mm. Happily. Mm. Nine plus five, 14. Okay, yes, Kieran? Uh, Kieran would go, um, maybe... If we went the uh, went back and took the other passage, we might find the key. Because it did say in the rhyme that we got to find the key. It might not be the same key. Hmm. I could attempt. Well, we just found something that I could use to open the door with if it will work. Okay, so Otto with a fourteen. Um, you looking at the door, you can see that it's it's obviously it's it's, it's a door. It's it's the same. The doors on the outside of the tower were kind of generic looking doors. This door again looks generic, but it looks you get a sense that it's more authentic. It looks older, a bit more beat up, a bit more kind of uh, gnarly perhaps a couple of barnacles growing in the corner it looks more authentic these doors which appeared on the outside of, tower, of the tower although they were made of wood they looked like brand new doors this one looks old Ugh. so it looks less likely to punch me in the face quite possibly yes but you're not sure <laughs> I shall still keep that to myself due to a lack of ability to communicate for the moment yeah okay so Elora sorry um the only thing that Allura could probably think of now, um, uh, okay guys, um, I do have one last idea. Um, I did just find something in those crates that might be useful. Um, I've, I just found a, just found a wand, would she know it's a wand of knock? She would be able to... I'll tell you what, she's going to make an appraisal check. Alora will make an appraisal check on the items that she's found. Uh, so, you do an appraisal on it. You're very easily able to tell this is a magical item. It's a from transmutation type spell. Um, and you can in fact tell this is a wand of knock. So the knock spell opens stuck, barred, locked, held or arcane locked doors. It opens secret doors as well as locked or trick opening boxes or chests. It also loosens welds, shackles or chains, provided they serve to hold closures shut. 
If used to open an arcane locked door, the spell does not remove the arcane lock, but simply suspends its functioning for 10 minutes. In all other cases, the door does not relock itself or become stuck again on its own. Knock does not raise barred gates or similar impediments, such as a portcullis, uh, nor does it affect ropes, vines and the like. The effect is limited by the area. A third level caster can cast a knock spell on a door of 30 square feet or less, uh, for example a standard 4 foot by 7 foot door. Each spell can undo as many as two means of preventing egress. Thus, if a door is locked, barred and held, or quadruple locked, opening it requires two knock spells. Once Alora had appraised... Um, she would have appraised all the items, probably. Is there anything else on there that she would need to actually appraise that she wouldn't know? Let me just get, give me a moment to go through the list. Um, Wand of Knock. Plus one dagger, divine skull of Goodbury. Presumably that would be headed up. Um, yes. Oil of blessed weapon. She wouldn't necessarily know what that is. Scroll of summer monster. That would be headed up. Okay, so she hasn't got the steel shield. She hasn't got the braces. She's got the plus one dagger. She wouldn't necessarily appraise that. So it really, it would just be the Wand of Nog and the Oil of Blessed Weapon, because she wouldn't necessarily know what that is unless yeah, it so, was labelled up. So the oil, you can tell you can tell it's an oily an oily kind of liquid. Um, you can tell that it's for use on weapons. And it's probably, okay. you can tell it kind of radiates a holy aura. Um, guys, I've, of this stuff that I've found, um, I've done a quick appraisal on it, and, and um, most of it I know what it is. Uh, but I, I did find this, and she's going to pull out um, from the backpack, she's going to shuffle and she's going to pull out a wand of knock. Um, if this, I haven't checked to see if this door is magically sealed, but we don't have a key, so I could try and unlock it with this. This is a wand of knock, you can unlock things and open things with it. Oh, okay. It has a temporary effect, but... Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Do, do you want me uh... to try it? May as well, unless we go back. It's uh, yes, convenient to you if, you if you're happy using a charge, but I assume there's a puzzle been laid for us down here and there must be a solution. Um, I would suggest that everybody moves back. Because of previous goings on, I don't know what will happen if this does open this door, so maybe just everybody flatten themselves against the edges, yeah? Okay. Right, so she's going to shimmy to the side of the, the, the corridor or tunnel, and she's just going to flatten herself towards the back of the the stone and she's going to wait for everyone else to get into position and she's going to cast with this wand she's going to cast on the door in an attempt to use a knock spell from it okay so you brandish the wand flick it towards the door um you hear a booming knock sound this kind of big like someone's banging on a big heavy door which fades And fizzles out. You hear, you physically hear the knock, um, but nothing happens to the door. Um, you expend a charge. Uh, I don't think that worked, guys. Uh, I mean, it doesn't seem to have. I don't know whether it's unlocked. Oh, go and push it. Uh, well, are the hinges on this side or the other side? Can you see any hinges? Do you know which way it goes? 
Uh, can't see any hinges on this side, so I would imagine it goes the opposite direction. Give it a go, but be careful. Don't worry. Oh, very funny. And so Kieran goes over and pushes the door. Doesn't budge. You, you feel it shifts slightly in the frame, but the lock is still in place. Oh, it's, it's, it's uh, seems like uh, it, it, it's still locked. It seems like it's still locked, but uh, it has moved slightly. As we exit this episode, the demon from the deep had consumed Kewin, making him its dish of the day. Panic from his companions prevailed, and Otto, now in octopus form, swung his sticky suckers into a gripping game of grapple. Our sorceress devolved into a series of screaming fits and unleashed several sonic lances that lashed the beast, eventually reducing it to no more than a meaty mess of slime and scales. As their Abyssinian associate checked out of his acrid accommodation, he remained in his stuporous state, leaving his friends to fuss over him in frenzied fashion. Once lucid, he was treated to a tyrannical tongue-lashing, reprimanding his recklessness as an overly emotional Allura articulated her angst. As they left with the loot, their cephalopod companion slapped his way out of the cavern and along a corridor, only to find further frustration in the form of yet another door. Hey, you made it this far, so lend us your ears for a moment longer, if you will. Firstly, we are most humbled that you are enjoying our yarn, and the crew thank you from the bottom of their hearts for your patronage. Producing this podcast is incredibly hard work, and as such, if you would like to support us, there are a few ways in which you could really make a difference. Sharing links to friends and family helps to spread the word so others like you can find us and in turn they too can enjoy the show. Equally helpful is leaving a five-star review on Spotify and any other streaming services, which will help us immensely. Or, if you feel you could go that extra mile and contribute a few coppers to keep our creative juices flowing, you can hop on over to our Buy Me A Coffee page or drop us an email. We would all be immensely grateful for your support in any form. Lastly, we invite you to visit our website where you will find information on our campaign from backstories to settings. Join our Facebook group or follow us on Twitter. All the links are in our episode bios. Don't forget to smash the subscribe and download buttons so you never miss the next episode. See you all again next week, folks. I've uh, I've just looked it up and I hate everything. <laughs> the question is, does that get left in the podcast episode? I think the arrow is slaying had GM written on it. <laughs> oh, I wish it did. She's probably going to re- record, record, re-record, and call, say, plopping, and then and then etch and like like splice it in everywhere. Oh. But she was totally choosing to use it all the time. I was trying so hard to say, don't use it. <laughs>